Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. The Oracle Network. Look deeper. Due to the mature content of this program, listener discretion is advised. for tuning back into the depth of darkness the podcast that dives deep into all things dark and wrong in this world we're your host i'm mandy and i'm retired major hugh jazz coming at you in your face rank <laughs> stanchola yeah in your face welcome back everybody hope you're all doing swell so Today we've got another spooky urban legend-esque type episode. Yay! <laughs> As it fades off into the distance. Yeah. So, I don't know about all of you, but on my end, I get a crap ton of unwanted solicitors and door knockers. You know, those people that come up to my door and knock on it at the worst of times. Yeah. <laughs> and it's been happening even more. Or maybe I just started noticing it more since working remotely. I'm home all the time. And they come way more than they need to, and it irks me. So this is leading into what we're going to be talking about today, and that is phantom social workers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So today we'll be diving deep, and I mean deep, into the, mis- <laughs> into the mysterious instances that there's been reports throughout the world involving these supposed quote-unquote social workers. And you know what? I don't know if they're actually phantoms, like some sort of paranormal entity, or if it's just creepy-ass people posing as social workers. So we'll get into that. To start off, you're probably asking yourself, what the F is a phantom social worker, Mandy and Hugh? What are they? Let me tell you. In an excerpt from Wikipedia, because you know how much we love that site, it states that the term 
quote-unquote phantom social workers, also known as bogus social workers, arose in the United Kingdom and U.S. following sporadic reports to police and media about people claiming to be social workers and attempting to abduct children from their parents. Police investigations into these reports failed to find any substantial evidence or locate any suspects. The phenomenon was initially and most frequently reported in the early 1990s. So there you go. That answers your question what a phantom social worker is or was. Because I don't know if there's any reports of it happening currently. Have you heard of that, Hugh? I sure haven't. Negative. (laughs) I don't have any uh, social workers coming to my door. But that was kind of the segue I was trying to get at. People knocking on your door. It's mysterious. I try and shut the blinds so they can't see me. You know, social workers kind of do the same thing if they get a call about a disturbance and a child in the home. So... Take it away, Hugh. Hmm. For this episode, we head on over to allthatsinteresting.com slash phantom hyphen social hyphen workers. Yes. The Scary Truth Behind the Phantom Social Worker Legend by Abby Norman. Published December 11th, 2016. Updated January 30th, 2019. Current. I guess that's as recent as it gets. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty then. In the 1990s, hundreds of families in rural England reported that phantom social workers had abducted their children. As it turns out, the truth is worse than the urban legend. There's something particularly upsetting about urban legends involving children, especially when said legends involve children being abducted from their homes. One such urban legend was somewhat rooted in fact. In the 1990s, British newspapers caught wind of a story that seemed to involve phantom social workers. These individuals posing as social workers would travel to family homes officially to check on children. Then they would take the children from the home for quote-unquote evaluation. As if the urban legend of the so-called phantom social workers didn't frighten parents enough, the very true story that journalists believe spawned the tales is a million times worse. Oh, this is getting good. All right. Second part of the article. It's called The Origins of Phantom Social Workers. And I like how they keep hyphenating phantom. Yeah. Freaks. <laughs> the earliest versions of phantom social worker stories typically involve several individuals, usually a couple of women accompanied by a man in a supervisory role. These individuals would call on homes with young children and perform an quote-unquote inspection of the home and examine the children for signs of sexual abuse. Hmm. Ugh, that gave me an icky feeling inside. Why are they inspecting the children for sexual abuse? Maybe they are the ones who want to molest the children. Right. The fake social workers would then remove the children from the home, never to return. See, that right there gives me the, the willies. Yeah. The hysteria throughout the United Kingdom and parts of the U.S., once the story made its way across the Atlantic, was understandable, given the nature of the crime. In 1990, local law enforcement in South Yorkshire created a task force to investigate the claims called Operation Child Care. Well, good, they were getting shit done. <laughs> they were yeah. investigating this. It received over 250 reports of this abduction, but only two proved to be genuine. Of the 250 reported cases, the task force only deemed 18 worthy of further investigation. Uh, Well, yeah, I mean, there's so much, there's so many instances where it seems like the Child Protective Services don't do, I mean, I know they're probably swamped. I know they have a lot on their plates, but still they don't do justice to these poor children who are getting abused or abducted, you know? 
So, uh, why didn't they investigate it further is my point. <laughs> yeah, well, government workers, you know, you never know what They don't side communicate with on. each other either. Yeah, like they don't know what hand does what. I don't know. But one such incident was reported by a woman named Ann Wiley. She said that a woman posing as a health visitor showed up at her home shortly after her 20-month-old son had been hospitalized for an asthma attack. According to Wiley, the woman didn't have identification, which immediately tipped Wiley off that something wasn't right. Well, yeah. All government workers need to carry identification. All of them. Yep. <laughs> That's a yes. fact. But, I mean, I know this is in the UK, right? This one was in the UK, right? Yeah. Yeah, Yorkshire, yeah. I think. I'm sure it's the same there. Same type of protocol. Wiley also saw a man waiting in the car that the so-called social worker had arrived in, which Wiley find peculiar as well. When Wiley asked for more information about the purpose of the woman's visit, the woman pulled out a file that appeared to be Wiley's son's medical records. Wiley managed to get the woman to leave. When she called the local health office, she found out, of course, that the woman was not a social worker. Ugh. Wiley, <laughs> Wiley reported the incident to the police, but that... But they never found the woman whom Wiley had described as in her, quote unquote, in her late 20s, about five foot four, slim with light brown hair and a small mark by her right eye. She was wearing a light blue coat, similar to coats worn by nurses. All right. Operation Child Care ended within four years of its inception and task force members never made any arrests under its banner. When attempting. Oh, sounds efficient. Yeah. Job well done. Not. When attempting to explain the endeavor's lack of results, local authorities looked to the media, whom they said played a significant role in hyping, quote-unquote, the very small handful of cases that could have been real, and it created something of an urban legend. Yeah, that's, mm. uh, that's pretty strange, too. Yeah. Sounds like everyone was in it for some reason. Ugh. It just doesn't sound right at all. You know, I'm not going to give anything away, but a very soon-to-be... What was that word they used? Inception. Uh, an episode we'll be doing soon in the future, down the road, like in the next couple of episodes, is going to be around conspiracies with this type of uh, manner. <laughs> I'm trying to use words that won't give it away, but it involves children. It involves creepy people. And we're going down a big rabbit hole. So be ready for it. There you go. little mm. plug. <laughs> I could probably guess exactly what it's about. Oh, yeah. We're going Alrighty there. Then. <laughs> The real problem of social workers. Yes. Upon closer inspection, authorities learned that, in fact, no child had ever been successfully abducted. Instead, they were examined. Ugh. Criminologists who work within Operation Child Care tried to develop a profile of potential subjects and uncover possible motives, and the best they came up with was similar to child abductions in general. Cases. Yes, cases. <laughs> Pedophiles, women who had lost their children of their own, copycats and self-appointed, vigilantes who thought it was their task to save children from abuse, real or imagined. It was the latter group that may have spurred the development of such an urban legend. In the previous decade, a major child abuse scandal had rocked the United Kingdom, at the center of which were two physicians who abused their power in unfathomable ways. Ugh. And then they show an article that says, Child abuse worse than Dr. Higgs said. Nice. 
In the 1980s, a duo of doctors named Marietta Higgs and Jeffrey Wyatt devised what they believed was a highly necessary, if not wildly controversial, diagnostic test for detecting sexual abuse of children. As pediatricians, it was certainly within the scope of their work to be vigilant in recognizing possible signs of abuse in the children they treated. The problem was this procedure... <laughs> excuse me. The problem was this <laughs> procedure they developed, one which they went far beyond anything parents, social workers, and the medical profession had ever seen, and one which traumatized far more children than it saved. Nice. Higgs believed that by using relax anal dilation, also called RAD, she could irrefutably diagnose sexual abuse in children. The Ugh. procedure involved examining and at times probing the area around the child's anus. Oh, no. Based on this the area's physiological response, Higgs believed she could determine if the child had experienced sexual abuse. Sick bastards. I mean, they're supposed to be doctors, and then they're uh, probing with God knows what, doing these poor that's, kids uh, That's disgusting. Service, so to speak. I mean... This was in the 1990s. Did they not, they, they couldn't just look and see tearing on a girl? They couldn't see if the hymen was, you know, ripped. They, they couldn't see. Well, they didn't have that. Yeah, I suppose. Uh, but it seems like they were concentrating on the backside. Nice. I yeah. wonder if most of these cases were boys. Maybe that's why. It could be. Uh, yeah. I mean, there's, there's telltale signs of sexual abuse on, on young children. Like I just said. Like visual, you could see marks, you can see tearing, you can see swelling, the kid crying a lot, you know, all that kind of stuff. Why weren't they able to just do it that way? That's more of a gentler approach than probing the poor kids. Or how about just ask them? Just ask them. Yeah, kids usually don't lie about that kind of stuff. Other pediatricians used the procedure as well, but Higgs and Wyatt really put it on the map, so to speak. After all, they used it in order to justify removing more than 100 children from their homes in just a few months. Mm. Not only was Higgs and Wyatt's procedure damaging, many experts doubted its authority in determining if a child had, in fact, been abused. Other pediatricians noted that the so-called positive responses that Higgs believed to indicate sexual abuse could also turn up in children who had not been abused. (gasps) Pediatricians' criticisms didn't seem to matter much, at least initially, Higgs and Wyatt used their method to refer dozens of children to a Middlesbrough hospital for evaluation and treatment for sexual abuse. Parentheses, at one point, 24 children were at the hospital a single day. Yeah, that seems normal. Take it it from there, Mandy. All right. Still, the number of children removed from their homes prompted a public investigation into Higgs and Wyatt's (laughs) Methodology. methodology, their methods. Their methods of madness. A woman named Elizabeth yes. Butler Sloss. Le- that sounds like a, a slur. Butler Sloss. That to me sounds like the <laughs> anal procedure they were performing. Doctor, may I have I the probe? Know. We're going to perform Butler yes. Sloss. Give me that Butler Sloss device. <laughs> oh, All right, carrying on here. Uh, Elizabeth Butler Sloss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I can't compose myself. <laughs> Elizabeth B.S. (laughs) led to the public inquiry and concluded that the majority of Higgs and Wyatt's diagnoses were incorrect. As a result, Uh. yeah, at least she was getting stuff done. Good job, B.S., good job. As a result, 94 of the 121 children whom they had removed returned to their homes. 
The inquiry also offered up new legislation. In 1991, four years after the investigation began, legislators implemented the Children Act. It mandated that social workers should intervene at an absolute minimum and that even if a social worker removes a child from home, the social worker must make reunification with the family, either parents or extended family, an immediate priority. So basically, they shouldn't ultimately jump to taking the kid right out of their homes because that could actually cause more damage, especially if the child isn't being abused. And if they do, you, you'd think that law enforcement would be involved. Right. Like a sheriff or somebody, you know. Sometimes they don't uh, really... They should have one, though, I, just to legitimize who these people are. Right, right, to confirm that they are actually uh, who they say they are, so they're not just probing your child for their own gratification. Ugh. No. All right. Most important of all, the Children Act mandated that the social worker take the wishes of the child into account. This gave a voice to foster youth, one which public employees often ignored as they believed they always knew what was in the child's best interest. No, they don't. They just think they do. No. The child, Not at all. You know? Decades after Higgs and the hysteria of quote-unquote phantom social workers, dozens of now grown-up children still seek answers. More than 60 families formed an action group called Mothers in Action who share their stories of separation at the hands of social workers, some real and some imagined. Uh, all right, so now that we dived real deep into the backstory behind these creepy occurrences, I mean, it really helps shed a bit more light onto what could be the real story here. You guys all know we love discussing these dark, creepy, and demented, all things dark and creepy. So, I mean, this topic was definitely one that we wanted to go into. And, I mean, since there are still so many unanswered questions and loose ends regarding whether or not these quote-unquote social workers were actual people, I, I mean, it's still a mystery. And that's, that's what makes the legends so creepy, is it's one yeah. based off of a real event. We know these actually happen. There's actually documented reports of these occurrences happening. And I'm leaning more towards the hunch that these are pedos or, Correct. you know, kidnappers who want to do whatever with these poor children. And I wonder if, what were those people's names? Wyatt and Higgs, those doctors who probed these poor children yeah. to inspect them for abuse. They were probably in on it, too, because the kids were reported to be never seen again. Or no, that, that right. was with the social workers. But still, the, the children who were, you know, now they're adults, the people who were probed or maybe even the ones that weren't probed, but who were separated from their families for whatever reason due to these sexual abu abuse allegations, they have extreme mental scarring from this. And they still are wondering, you know, why? <laughs> so it's, yep. you know, whether or not this is paranormal or supernatural, or if it's just sick bastards. Yeah, I'm leaning more towards the sick bastards because there's a crap ton out there. You guys will soon know. <laughs> we're bringing light onto it. Um, but, I mean, we're going to put that in your hands. We'll let you guys decide. What do you think this is? Do you, right. do you think it's paranormal? Or, you know, is it actually some sort of ghostly entity that wanted to, you know, devour your children's souls? I don't know. Or was it more so creepy pedo pricks? Yeah, I love throwing that name around. But now that we've discussed those phantom social workers, you guys can think about it. You know, let it simmer. It's a creepy urban legend based off of real events. And I, I haven't heard of any of them happening recently. But if they do, we'll be updating you. <laughs> I'm going to look into yeah. it further. Don't say you weren't warned. Now, 
We're going to go plunge deep into those beloved closing statements. So without further ado, please buckle up nice and snug, and off we go. If you love our show and want to show us that love real good, then hop on over to Apple iTunes and leave us a review. It takes just a few seconds to leave us some love, and I guarantee you that'll make us all feel... It'll make us feel all giddy like schoolgirls. <sighs> ah, and who doesn't want to hear Hugh giggle like a schoolgirl? <laughs> I know I do. <laughs> we're, such, we're such dorks. To top that off, if you want to dive even deeper into the darkness with us, real deep, real deep, you also have the option of becoming a patron of ours. Yeah, woo! By becoming a patron, you'll get weekly bonus content, as well as access to exclusive merch, giveaways, shout-outs, and a whole bunch more. Whole bunch and more sound goodies. effects. Yeah, extra spectacular sound effects. We've also recently actually revamped our tier levels. So instead of being whatever they were before, I don't remember, now it's just $1, 3 5 and 10 per month. So... They're all pretty affordable, in my opinion. So depending on how deep you want to go, how deep you want us to go with you, there's definitely an affordable option for everyone. So definitely go give it a look down below. Link's down there. Consider supporting us and help us spread the dark cheer even further. You get a lot of incentives. We give back to you. And that's all I have, folks. So to wrap things up, we'll let you get back to your regular scheduled life. And until next time, bye. Bye. You are now entering the shout-out arena. I wanted to give a quick shout-out to our friends over at The Misery Machine, Yurgi and Ruby. I came across them on Instagram like many other podcasters, and I gotta say, they are amazing. They're not only really fun, down-to-earth, nice people, but they cover so many cool topics. They not only cover true crime, but they also cover basically anything out of the ordinary and anything odd, weird, and creepy, so you know it's a good time. Again, Misery Machine, Yurgi and Ruby, go give them a look. Their information's down below. Show them some of that dark love. Winning comes in all shapes and sizes. Every day there's an opportunity for a win, just like scratchers from the Virginia Lottery. Every day grab-and-go, every day giftable, every day fun. It's where anticipation meets instant gratification, and they're satisfying to scratch no matter the outcome. Like the new Virginia Lottery Scratcher Colossal Cash. It's loaded with $100 to $500 prizes. Now, that's an everyday win. Drive to the nearest Virginia Lottery retail location and pick up a Scratcher today. Odds of winning any prize, 1 in 3.21. The been thinking about McDonald's all day. Can't get it off my mind. I can already taste it. Ooh, got my mind on my mouth and my mouth ready for some Mickey D's deal. There's a deal for every moment at McDonald's. Right now, get two of your favorites for just $3.50. Mix and match a classic McChicken, a hot and spicy McChicken, or a juicy McDouble. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with combo meal. Single item at regular price. 